What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR, and thanks for tuning in as I take you across the world of sports. I'll share with you the major storylines, give you updates, and my opinions on different topics. Let's go. Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, episode number three. Hope everybody's having a good day, morning, evening, whatever time it is that you're listening. Um, Before we jump into sports topics this week, I want to go back and do a little bit of corrections. Um, Not the NBA episode, but the first episode where we talked about great players always produce. I said a couple of stats that were wrong. So I want to go back and correct those. So first off, I stated that Barry Bonds' record for the home runs in a season was 72. That is incorrect. It is 73 home runs. That's the record. So somebody would have to hit 74 to break the record, which I believe nobody's ever going to hit 74. That's one of the most untouchable records, I believe, ever. So I stand corrected. It's actually 73 home runs, not 72. The other thing that I want to correct is I stated that Josh Allen only had one playoff win. That is also incorrect. Josh Allen is 3-3 three and three in the playoffs. So I wanted to get that, and I said he only had one win. So I wanted to get that corrected um, before we kick the show off, the episode off, and that Barry Bonds actually has 73 home runs in a season, and Josh Allen is not does not have only one win. He has three wins. He's actually 3-3 three and three in the playoffs. Sorry for those misunderstandings, but that's the great thing about having your own podcast. You can go back and you can recorrect the mistakes that you made. So thank you all for being understanding. Now, again, this is episode number three. We're going to cover week four in the NFL. Now, this was recorded before the Thursday night football game, the Colts and the Broncos. Um, So I'm going to talk about strictly week four. Um, And I'll be honest with you guys. I'll cover probably a little bit of that Broncos and uh, Colts game eventually, but I'll be honest with you, both of those teams are terrible in my opinion, so it's probably not going to be a good game, but we'll talk about that later. Um, So let's dig in. Let's dig into the NFL real quick. Um, Tua, man, what a scary, what a scary uh, moment, right? Uh, When they played the Bengals, they ended up losing 27 to 15, but what a scary moment. Um, And I'm going to be honest with you. The NFL, the Miami Dolphins, they failed Tua. They really did. They failed Tua in this instance. Tua should have never been out there. And you can go back and you can say, well, he passed the concussion protocols. He passed all the tests. Listen, a lot of things, yes, he passed the test. He could have memorized some of the the movements or questions or whatever they make him do. He could have memorized some of that. But let me be honest with you. From an eye test, everybody that watched that game, we saw him stand up. When they played the Bills, we saw him stand up and wobble and and lose a step and look like he didn't know where he was. And they said that it was a back injury. Listen, I don't have my back sore before, but my back ain't never made me do that to where it looked like I was wobbling and didn't know where I was at. So I think the Miami Dolphins failed Tua. And the other proof of that is they ended up firing the um, independent neur- neurosurgeon or neuro investigator, whatever it is that, that checked them out outside of their team, they ended up firing him because he had wrong, quote unquote, 
wrong mistakes or mistakes on his report. It, 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 they messed up. They wanted him out there. It's the Bengals. They wanted him out there to help win a football game. It shows that the NFL truly doesn't care about the players. So I think they failed Tua. I think and I believe that Tua should. It, honestly, if it was me, I'd sit out at least four weeks. I think that Tua maybe needs to sit out four weeks, maybe needs to sit out the rest of the season because you always hear that it's not the first concussion that gets you. It's that second one. And we saw when they played the Bengals and he got slammed, you saw how his fingers curled up. That ain't normal, man. That that was a severe concussion. That could have cost him his life. That could cause him, you know, long-term effects. So Tua, I believe that, man, you need to sit down Take four to six weeks. If you need to take the whole season, take the whole season. I would address my teammates, say, guys, you know, this was start. It's a great start to the season. I'm here for support. I'll be here on the sidelines. I'll still be in the film room. I'll be on the in the practice field. But I ain't playing. I want to put my health first and my family first. I don't know if Tua has a a, a, a spouse or or key. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he does. But I would look out for myself, and I wouldn't return until I knew that I was okay. And I probably wouldn't return until next year. So, Tua, get well, prayers up. NFL, Miami Dolphins, you failed that young man. You failed him big time. He should have never been out there. Miami Dolphins, so where do they go from here? Where do the Dolphins go from here? Teddy Bridgewater, a savvy vet, he actually looked pretty good coming in to fill in for him. They got a good defense. You know they got weapons. You got Waddle and you got Tyreek Hill. And you got Mike Gusecki, who I feel like they need to start using a little more. Six foot six tight end. Maybe not a blazing speed, but can get up and high point the ball. Can uh, be a big target in the end zone. You can line them out wide, left or right. One-on-one coverage, throw it up to him. He's going to go get it. So they need to utilize Mike Gusecki a little more. But where do they go from here? I still believe that they're still a good football team. I still believe they're going to make some noise. I don't know if they'll win the division because you're in the same division as the Buffalo Bills, so that's still going to be a hard division to win. But I do believe that Miami is going to be okay, and they're still going to make the playoffs, and they're still going to be a factor with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater ain't no slouch. He can still come in and play well. He can still come in and be a good player. So that's where I believe with Miami, you failed Tua. You NFL, you failed. You showed your true colors that you don't care about the players because if you really cared, Y'all, you would have stepped in and said, hold on, hold on, hold on. This young man ain't coming back out there. So get it right next time, NFL. Get it right next time, Miami, because that that young man, he could have he could have seriously hurt himself. And, and here's the other problem that I have with media and all these analysts out here. We've always talked about Tua needs to prove this. Tua needs to prove that he belongs. Tua needs to prove that he's here. You know, players hear that kind of stuff. And I bet you in the back of Tua's mind, after that first concussion with the Bills, he was like, I got to get back out there. Because if I don't, they're going to slam me. If I don't get back out there, they're going to say these things about me. That, that's part of the problem is that media pressures you to do things that you shouldn't do. And I believe that Tua rushed back out there so everybody would be quiet. So Tua, don't worry about the voices. Don't worry about what people say, man. Go out there and ball and take care of yourself. All right, moving on. The Chiefs and Tampa Bay. Man, what a show uh, that Kansas City put on. They, they went into Tampa. They beat Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Chiefs 41, Tampa Bay 31. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, the score don't even indicate how close that game was. Don't let it fool you. That game wasn't close. That game wasn't close from the time it started. Kansas City was in control from moment number one. Um, Pat Mahomes, 
Pat Mahomes wasn't Superman, but he was a great point guard in that game. What do I mean by great point guard? Man, he was distributing the ball. He was hitting uh, the underneath routes, taking you know the intermediate 10 to 15 yard throws. He was taking what the defense was actually giving him, which is where he's shown improvement at. You know, usually when they had Tyreek, he was always looking for the home run play. They don't have a lot of home run plays anymore. Although he did miss Miko Hardman wide open. I mean, it would have been a 50, probably a 50 yard touchdown that he did miss, but he was a great point guard. He was getting the ball out. He was moving the ball to different to different receivers. Uh, Travis Kelsey, the tight end, um, MVS, uh, Scantling, uh, Juju, Edwards, her lair. He was getting, Scott Moore even got some catches. Miko got some catches. He was moving the ball around very well. So I think he was a great point guard during that game. And they rushed for almost 200 yards. When the last time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave up 189 yards rushing? It might have been 197. It was somewhere in that 189 to 200 range they gave up rushing. That never happened. They ran the ball effective. And that rookie running back they got, I don't even know his name. He is he is nice, man. He is a great backup to Edward Tillaire. I thought that Ronald Jones would be a backup, but man, this rookie has been phenomenal. So Tampa Bay, they didn't look too good defensive-wise. Their offense, yeah, they put up 31, but 14 of that was in garbage time. That game was over. That game was long over. Tom Brady... Ended up throwing for 385 yards, I believe, uh, a couple touchdowns, threw the ball 50-plus times. And you know what was interesting? Tampa Bay only ran the ball six times. You, you can't do that, man. And I know they were playing behind the eight ball, but you can't do that. At least run the ball to slow Pat Mahomes down. Run it to slow him down. Don't don't. If you want to get into a, a shootout with Pat Mahomes, it ain't going to work. So the game wasn't close, man. And I want to talk about – Pat, just for a quick second, real quick. I'm not going to stay long on Pat Mahomes. Y'all know how I feel about him. I feel like he's the best quarterback in the league by far. And I feel like he's done nothing but improve. What do I mean? You know, we thought that without Tyreek that he would take a step back. But I've actually think, I think that Pat Mahomes has gotten better. Instead of looking for the over-the-top plays all the time, man, he's been hitting, you know, different receivers. I, I read where he's nine different players have caught a touchdown pass this year from him already. That's a great sign. That means that he's taking what the defense has given him. He's understanding the coverages. He's understanding where to go with the ball. And he's being a great point guard. He's not putting up gaudy stats. Now, he did put up um, great stats against the Cardinals. But he's not putting up gaudy stats. But he's getting the ball where it needs to be at the right time. So, Pat is, is playing great. Pat's being a great point guard. Um, Hunter, he broke. Well, he passed. Um. Uh, Peyton Manning for second all time, 162 touchdown passes in his first six uh, six seasons. Sorry, he's actually third all time, 162 touchdown passes in his first six seasons, and that's third all time. Um, he's going. He needs six to pass Peyton Manning. I'm sure he'll do that over the next two or three weeks, uh, and he'll be second all time. I don't think he'll catch Dan Marino. <laughs> Dan Marino's first all time with 196 uh, touchdown passes in his first six years. So. It's going to be hard to catch him. That's like, what, 34 more touchdowns? I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it, but that's going to be a stretch. So he needs uh, six more to pass Peyton Manning for second all-time. That's incredible, man. This guy is third right now. It's a lot of touchdown passes in his first six years. He's going to be, statistically, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks ever um, when it's all said and done. Also, Pat Mahomes became the fastest quarterback to 20,000 passing yards. So he's setting records left and right. Pat Mahomes, to me, is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's getting better. He's learning how to get the ball out and get it to different players, to different receivers. 
and he's learning how to read coverages. Um, I think Kansas City is going to be there at the end. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. So moving on, one last thing about the Chiefs, and then I'm going to talk about the Bucks for a minute. One last thing for the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, man. This dude, dude's great. So I got a question for you guys. Is Travis Kelsey still the best tight end in the league? When I think about best tight ends in the league, a few come to mind. I think about Travis Kelsey. I think about George Kittle uh, with the 49ers. I think about Mark Andrews with the Baltimore Ravens, who has been balling the last three years, man. Mark Andrews has been putting up numbers. I think about Darren Waller um, from the Raiders. Darren Waller's been great. Those are the four that really come to mind when I think about the best tight ends in the league. No shot at nobody else. Um, but is he the best tight end in the league right now? I, I, I think he's the best tight end. I really do. I think Travis Kelsey is still... I think he's 32 even in his you know early 30s he's still the best and where do you guys rank him man like he just passed rob gronkowski who a lot consider the best tight end of all time he just passed him for fifth all time in receiving yards for a tight end i mean he's got a ways to go to catch the other guys but i think travis kelsey's creeping up in that all-time rank is he top five yet probably not i mean you got thank tony gonzalez shannon sharp rob gronkowski um kellen winslow uh, Antonio Gates, you got a lot of Greg Olson, uh, you got a lot of people uh, that could still be in front of him. So I don't know where he's at, but where do you guys rank him? Uh, I, I believe he's creep. I mean, he's top ten to me already. He may be in the eight nine range, but I think he's creeping up. If he continues to play at a high level for the next three or four years, I think you could see him maybe maybe reach that top five. But uh, we'll see. But Travis Kelsey, kudos, man. Keep doing your thing. Best tight end in the league. Let's move on. Time to the Bucks, man. Tom Brady. My man, Tom Brady, threw the ball against that game. I told y'all, I think he had 389 yards passing. I got the stats right here. He had a great game. He was 39 of 52, 385 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Again, a lot of that came in garbage time. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. I think the problem with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, outside of injuries, because they, their offense have had injuries. Chris, uh, Chris Godwin was out. Julio just can't stay healthy. Um, they didn't have Russell Gage is a little banged up, even though he's been playing. Um, Cole Beasley, um, they just signed him. Let's see. I think he retired. I think it came out that he retired. So he retired, you know, a couple a couple games into it. And then Mike Evans was uh, suspended the week before, but came back for this game. I just, Tom, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Tom Brady looks uninterested. He looks uninterested to me. I think the man's got a lot going on between his home life um, and football. Giselle didn't want him to come back. There's reports now that they're getting a divorce or they filed for divorce lawyers. I just, I think Tom Brady just isn't interested right now uh, in football because he has so much else going on. So Tampa Bay, I'm not really sure about their chances right now. I don't really feel good about them. Their defense is still elite. Tom Brady's still going to get the job done, but I just don't feel, I don't feel good about him. I mean, on the season, he has 1,058 yards, six touchdowns, one interception, a 56 and a half QBR, which is 12th in the league. It's not having a bad season for a 45 year old. It just doesn't feel like normal Tom Brady. It doesn't feel like the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing. So something's going on with him. Maybe his 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 mindset is somewhere else. So I don't know. They got to get it right though. Moving on. Before we get to some scores, I want to talk about the Bills and the Ravens. Did anybody watch that game? Just such a good game. The Bills 23, the Ravens 20 question out there to you guys did the bills win it or did the ravens lose it in my opinion i think the ravens lost it let me give you why this is the second game this season already where they have blew a 17 point lead at home in the nfl you cannot games are important 
you got to protect home turf. That's not just NFL. That's anywhere. That's any, you know, high school, wherever, college. You got to protect home court and or home field. They didn't protect it. This is their second time they've blown as big of a lead. One was the Dolphins, now the Bills. I think they blew it. Something's going on with that defense. It's not the same defense that we're used to seeing with the Ravens. So they got to get it right, man. They have a lot of talent. They drafted Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame. Great young safety. Marcus Williams back there, who they got from the Saints. Great young safety. They still have Marcus Peters, who still is a good player. They still have Calais Campbell on the line. They just signed JPP um, to rush the passer. They have great players on the defense. They just got to get it right, man. They got to get back um, to being that great, tough-nosed Ravens defense that we that we know. Because Lamar doing his thing, man. Like now, I know he didn't have his best game uh, this past uh, this this past game, but he still did enough to have to give him the win. So, no shot at the Bills because Josh Allen didn't play well at all. Josh Allen to me didn't play good, but he willed he willed them to win. Um, so I think the Ravens blew it. Ravens got to get it together, man. Uh, Lamar's playing great. They got, defense got to get together. And what do you guys think? Do you guys agree with, you know, them going for it on that fourth down? I know a lot of people were giving them, you know, trouble for it, and they said that they should have just took the points. I'm one of the few that says they made the right decision. I really do. Um, it's not an analytics thing with me. <laughs> I just, I honestly think they did the right thing. And if you go back and watch the play, uh, Duvernay, I think it was, was wide open. He was wide open for like three or four seconds. Lamar just missed him. So say what you want to say about the play. They always go for it. They should have took the points. Whatever the case may be, I think they did the right thing because their defense couldn't stop anybody. So, you know, they just happened to lose. So they sit at two and two now. So maybe they can regroup, get together, and get back on a good run. So let's cover some scores real quick and some of the storylines across the league real fast and then we're going to take a short break after we cover the scores and i'm gonna come back with all things sports power rankings and the mvp rankings real quick um how about them cowboys <laughs> how about the cowboys man cowboys 25 commanders 10 before we get to the cowboys the washington commanders or used to be known as the redskins but now they're the commanders carson wentz gotta go but he ain't got it no more i mean he, he he's gotta go carson wentz ain't the, isn't the answer um I don't know who the answer is, but Carson Wentz is. He started out hot first couple games, but these last few games, he's been bad. When you got a scary Terry, Terry McLaren on the outside, along with Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Logan Thomas, you got viable weapons. You got good weapons. Now, I know that defense is missing Chase Young. They need to get Chase Young back to pressure the quarterback, but he's got good weapons. But I don't know what happened to Carson Wentz. He's just not the same guy anymore. So Carson Wentz got to go. Moving on to the Cowboys. Cooper Rush, once again. Cooper Rush, man, had a great game. They're running the ball. Cooper Rush is not making mistakes. He's making the right reads. Um, and I keep hearing people say, Cooper Rush or Dak? Listen, guys, once Dak Prescott gets healthy, he will be the starting quarterback. He will be QB1. You cannot sit Dak Prescott making $40-plus million a year. You can't sit him. You got you to play him. Now, what I would do is I would keep the same formula because Dak Prescott can do what Cooper Rush is doing to me at a little bit higher level. All they're doing is running the ball more effectively, playing phenomenal defense, and asking Cooper Rush to make the right uh, passes and don't make mistakes. Dak Prescott can do that and some. He can get some with his legs. He can run a little bit more than Cooper Rush. He can make a little more better decisions. He can make a little more 
you know, deeper throws. I think that Prescott can do what Cooper Rush is doing, but at a higher level. So if you're asking me who should continue to start, Cooper Rush or Dak, man, this team Dak Prescott over here. You got to play him. You can't sit the guy. If you think it's a circus now with the Cowboys, sit Dak Prescott and let Cooper Rush start and let Dak be a backup. <laughs> it, it's going to be a problem. So the Cowboys are a great team. They have a great defense. They have a balanced run game. Ezekiel Elliott, yes, he ain't the same. But Tony Pollard is that lightning. And Zeke is that thunder. And he can still get you 70 to 80 you know, yards a game off 20 carries. And when we get in the goal line, he can give you those touchdowns. And Pollard's going to give you the exciting big plays. Their run game is good. Their defense is phenomenal with uh, Michael Parsons, to me, an MVP candidate. Uh, Vander Esch, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, you got Trayvon Diggs in the back. They're still a good great defense so they're gonna be okay moving on seahawks 48 lions 45 geno smith man balling Gino, we'll get to geno in a second um raiders 32 denver 23 what's man what's going on with the broncos i don't understand what's going on with them is it russ is it the coach is it a combination of both i think it's a combination of both i think it's russ not being who we thought he was and I think it's Nathaniel Hackett not being a good coach. He wasn't ready. I mean, when you got Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback, he's going to make anybody look good. But I think it's a combination of both. I've always thought that we overrated Russ. I didn't think Russ was elite. I really don't. I think that Russ had a historic defense with great players, with a great coach. You know, we used to always say in Seattle, let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. You see what's happening when we letting Russ cook now. He ain't cooking nothing. He whipping nothing up. Like, this, this, this offense looks terrible, right? So this is what happens when you let Russ cook. You know, we used to question Pete Carroll. Now Pete Carroll looking like a genius. Like, right, like you let him cook, this is what you're getting. So, and it's not like he don't have great players around him. He's got Jerry Judy. He's got Cortland Sutton. He's got Hamler. He's got three or four tight ends that may not be great, but with the combination of them can be good. Like, come on, Russ. Like, get it together, man. Like, this, you're not cooking. Like, you, Broncos country, let's ride. Now you're not riding, man. This, this looks bad. <laughs> This looks – you lost to a Raiders team that was 0-3. This looks bad, man. So, and let's and, – and real quick, now looking back on it, who really won that trade? <laughs> who won the trade, the Seahawks or the Broncos? Because right now it's looking like the Seahawks won it. Let me read you guys something. Geno Smith on the season, 77.3 completion rate, leads the NFL, 1,037 yards, six touchdowns, two picks, a 2-2 two two record. Russ, 61.1 completion percentage, 980 yards, four touchdowns, one pick, a two and two record. Who looks better right now? Man, Gino looks better to me. Gino looks better right now, so they better get it together, man. They better get it together. Moving on, uh, the Cardinals 26, the Carolina Panthers 16. Why did I bring this up? Because those of you that know me and those that don't, I am a huge Carolina Panthers fan. I have been since day one. I love the Panthers, that's my team. Um, but real quick, we need a we need a total rebuild. We need a total rebuild. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys what I think we should do. We should fire Matt Rule. We should tank the season and trade Christian McCaffrey and start over. I really I really believe that because McCaffrey, he's, he's, he's semi-healthy. His trade value won't ever be as high as it is right now. We need to trade McCaffrey, get back what we can get. He's been great for us. I love him. Great running back. But trade him. Fire Matt Rule, start Sam Darnold, sit Baker because Baker looks horrible, tank the season, and I want C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. I mean, we, we need a new, fresh quarterback. 
a new fresh direction because what's happening right now, this ain't working. Our defense has been our defense has been pretty good the first few weeks of the season. Our offense just can't do anything. Baker Mayfield is not the answer, man. Baker, he, he's just not. The dude's better off doing commercials. He's not the answer. So, Carolina, fire Matt Rule, trade CMC, and let's tank the season, and let's get this rebuild going and get the right coach in there. Moving on, the Eagles 29, the Jaguars 21. I've been impressed again with Jalen Hurts. Um, even during that game, it was raining. He looked great. Still got great weapons around him. That Eagles team going to be a force to reckon with. The Jaguars were um, – Trevor Lawrence, man, he's been playing well. Trevor Lawrence had four fumbles. It was raining again, so you got to protect the ball, Trevor, but Trevor looks good. Moving on, the Packers 27, the Patriots 24. Um, Aaron Rodgers went into overtime against a Patriots team on their third-string quarterback. You know, I'm glad the Patriots lost because that's what they get for treating Cam the way they treated Cam. <laughs> I'm a huge Cam Newton fan, but listen, Packers, they'll get it together, man. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, the Patriots, they're just moseying along. They're not going to be what we thought they were. Uh, they're always going to have a, a decent defense, but the, the, their glory days are over. Um, so, sorry, Bill. You might as well go ahead and retire, bud, and walk into the sunset and enjoy your retirement because your days of being dominant is over. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers keep running the ball through Aaron Jones and um, and Dillon uh, and, and keep running it through them. Uh, A.J. Dillon, sorry. Keep running the ball through them, too, because uh, that's where it is, and their receivers are growing up and they're getting better. So, We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get back into the All Things Sports Power Rankings uh, Week 4. And also, I'm going to give you my MVP rankings when we return. Again, this is the All Things Sports Podcast, Episode number 3. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Welcome back. All Things Sports Podcast, Episode number 3. I'm going to give you the all-things sports NFL power rankings after week four going into week five. Um, if you heard my first episode, there's a little bit of shuffling that went on, obviously, between the games and injuries and performances. So um, I'm going to start from the bottom, work my way up. Coming in at number 10 on my NFL power rankings, I have the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Minnesota Vikings – Sitting at three and one, I believe Kirk Cousins hasn't been great, but also hasn't been terrible. And it's hard to be terrible when you got JJ Justin Jefferson on the outside with Thielen, Osborne, Irv Smith Jr. They have a pretty good defense. Um, so I got the Minnesota Vikings at number ten. Coming in at number nine, it may be a little too low because I'm starting to grow on this team even more. The San Francisco 49ers, man, you better watch out for them guys. Their defense is probably the best in the NFL. It is elite the way they can stop people. The only thing that's stopping them right now is Jimmy G, getting him more comfortable. I don't know if you kept up with their offseason, but they didn't even want Jimmy G back. They didn't even give him a playbook <laughs> during the offseason, and they gave him trainers to throw to when he was trying to come back for that surgery. So once Jimmy G gets back comfortable with the playbook, gets back comfortable with the plays, the Niners are going to probably shoot up my power rankings, and they're going to be there at the end, I'm telling you. Watch out for this 49ers team. They're going to they're gonna cause a lot of people some problems. <laughs> At number eight, I got the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I have the Baltimore Ravens so low because of their defense. It ain't because of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has been playing great, but their defense hasn't been up to par. So at number eight, Baltimore Ravens. Number seven, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are probably going to be there at the end. Um, 
their defense is still elite. I mean, outside of the 49ers, it's probably the best defense in the NFC. Um, they still got Tyron Brady back there with lots of experience, still got explosive players on offense, so I have them at seven. Coming in at number six, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, man, they're a good team. We all thought that once that went down that they were going to flop, but they haven't. They've, they've done nothing but continue to win. Um, and, yes, they probably had an easy schedule, but let me tell you something. You can only play who they put in front of you. <laughs> That's what you can do. You can't play all these great teams and they're not scheduled. You can only play who's in front of you, and they've handled business at 3-1. and one. The defense led by Micah Parsons have been incredible. So I got the Cowboys at six. Coming in at number five, I got the Miami Dolphins. I think they dropped a little bit from where I had them in my last power rankings. The loss of two was going to hurt a little bit, but they still have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. They still have Mike McDaniels, the head coach, and Teddy Bridgewater, who can still get the job done. Coming in at number four, I have the Green Bay Packers. I think the Aaron Rodgers is starting to lean on these receivers a little bit. The run game's elite. The defense is elite. So... They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. At number three, this word got tricky for me. Three through one, one through three. It got, this is, it was kind of hard for me. But coming in at number three, I have the Buffalo Bills. Um, three and one, still a good team. One loss came to the Dolphins. Still a good team. Josh Allen is still, <laughs> he's hard to deal with, man. The combination of him running, he's a tough guy to bring down. He's accurate, has a strong arm. Um, Stefan Diggs, quote-unquote, I'm him. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, he's been a problem. Nobody can cover him. Uh, Gabriel Davis hadn't even really, you know, gotten the ball like he should because he had some ankle issues. But once he gets healthy, that's going to be a problem. Dawson Knox at the tight end position. They're going to be forced to be reckoned with. McKenzie, Isaiah McKenzie's been playing well. They got Jamison Crowder, who's been pretty good as a vet. So they're going to continue to get better. Buffalo's going to be a problem. Um, coming at number two. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts got them at 4-0. Jalen Hurts is rolling, really rooting for him. Um, A.J. Brown's playing great. Devontae Smith is playing great. Dallas Goddard, that's who I forgot about in tight ends. Dallas Goddard has been great as a tight end. He's a top five tight end. Maybe number five, but he's up there. So the run game with the combination of Sanders and, uh, and Jalen Hurts has been phenomenal. So watch out for them. Coming in, number one, Kansas City Chiefs. I, I can't. I can't ignore what they did to the Bucs. They went into Tampa and shredded that defense. The only loss they had was to the Colts. Special teams lost that. And it's not all on special teams, but special teams had a lot to do with that. I believe that Pat could have played better. He could have had a better performance. So I just feel like they played down to the competition. I really do. Those of us that play sports, we've done it before. We played down to our competition. So I believe that's what happened with them. But I have them coming at number one right now through week four. So those are your power power rankings for the All Things Sports Podcast, week four, with Kansas City sitting at number one. Now, really quick, before we get into some MLB, I want to give you my MVP rankings, the All Things Sports MVP rankings. I'm going to only give you my top five. Coming at number five, Micah Parsons. Why do I have Micah Parsons in here? Because he deserves it, man. The guy cannot be stopped. He he cannot be blocked. the impact that he's had on that defense has been unreal. So I think he deserves some recognition for that. Michael Parsons at number five. Now, one through four guys were was hard for me. <laughs> I mean, it was hard to rank these guys because they all have been playing great. Um, it was hard, but here we go. At number four, I got Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts has to be in your top five. You know, some of you may have him higher. Some of you may have him one. But for me, he's number four. The way he's gotten better with the deep ball, the way he's got better with decision-making, his legs, Jalen Hurts have been amazing. 
Coming in at number three, I got Josh Allen. Um, Josh Allen didn't play as great against Baltimore, but he got the job done. And again, I told you guys, the combination of his legs, his arm, his decision-making, his accuracy, he's been good this year. Coming in at number two, I got Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, for me, has been great. Been a great point guard. Like I said, he hasn't put up gaudy numbers, but he's been great. Um, distributing the ball everywhere he needs to get it, understanding the offense and the defense even more. And coming in at number one, Lamar Action Jackson. Like, Lamar has done everything. He's had two bad quarters. I mean, let's let's keep it, let's keep it real. The guy's had two bad quarters all year. I'm not going to punish him for having two bad quarters and drop him to two or three. Lamar's still the MVP to me right now. Oh, without him, they'd be on four. That's how I see it. So Lamar Jackson at one, Patrick Mahomes at two, Josh Allen at three, Jalen Hurts at four, and Micah Parsons at five. Those are my MVP rankings. And again, back to my power rankings real quick. Week four, I got Kansas City at one, Philadelphia at two, Buffalo at three, Green Bay at four, Miami at five, Dallas at six, Tampa Bay at seven, Baltimore Ravens at eight, San Francisco 49ers at nine, and Minnesota Vikings at 10. We'll be right back after this short break, and we're going to talk about some MLB. All right, guys, we are back with the All Things Sports Podcast, episode number three, our last segment. We're going to talk about some Major League Baseball real quick. Aaron Judge did it. <laughs> he did it. He hit 62 just like I thought he would. Um, you could tell he was starting to get frustrated after that first doubleheader where he couldn't get it. People are man, I'll be honest with you. Pitchers were pitching around and wouldn't give him nothing to hit. Like, they were staying away from him. But he finally did it. He hit 62. Congratulations to Aaron Judge. What an amazing accomplishment. Um, just a monster season. I still think it's the fifth greatest season we ever seen, even though he did not win the Triple Crown. A uh, player from the Twins hit 316. Aaron Judge finished at a 311 batting average. Was really hoping, <laughs> was really hoping that he would get the Triple Crown because that's just an amazing accomplishment. But now he's the AL record holder. 62 home runs. What a great season by Aaron Judge. And that's all I'm going to say about him because I do not like the Yankees and I hope the Yankees lose in the second round of the playoffs. <laughs> Moving on. With that being said, for all y'all that think he's a new record holder, hold up, he's not. Barry Bonds is still, and still, the home run king. Um, 73 will not be broken. He's still the home run king. Whether you say well, he has steroids or not, he's still the home run king. PEDs, he, he, he's still the home run king to me. Um, we're going to have a segment one day where I get where I dig into that, where we talk about why I think PEDs aren't as big as a factor. I'm going to do a whole episode on that one day, so we'll get to that soon. But to me, Barry Bonds is still and still the home run king. Moving on, how about them Braves, man? My Atlanta Braves swept the Mets, beat the Marlins two out of three, and now we got a bye, which is what we needed going into the playoffs. We got a bye. We will get the winner of the Phillies and the Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, we needed that bye, though. We needed to get Spencer Strider healthy. We need to get Ozzie Albies healthy. Um, we really needed that bye. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if we should play Al- uh, Albies. I know that sounds crazy. He's our all-star second baseman, but we've practically played all year without him. We've had Arcia and we've had Grisham. I think Albies would be a good addition off the bench. Um, what you don't want is a guy that hadn't played all year to come in and then struggle and hurt the lineup. But I do think that we need to keep him on the roster, on the playoff roster, in case we need a pinch hit, in case, you know, something happens where we have to play him. But 
man, I'm, I'm so glad we got that bye uh, to, to avoid the Dodgers until the championship series where we can beat them there. <laughs> but congrats to the Braves. I still have the Braves winning it all. I really do. I think that you can make the argument that the Atlanta Braves are better this year coming into the playoffs than they were last year. Just a great pitching rotation, solid hitting all around. We don't have one guy with 50 homers, but we have multiple guys with 30, um, almost 100 RBI. Dansby at shortstop has been incredible with his bat, with his with power, with his defense. Acuna, man, Robert Acuna is probably my favorite player in the league. Now, Acuna, Acuna has been struggling a little bit from his knee. We all know with the ACL, it takes a bit to get that right. So, had a down year. But I'm hoping that, you know, with his time off, he can refresh his mind, kind of refresh his body, and come into the postseason and be the top five player that I think he is. So, Braves, rest up. Rest up. Get ready. Um, don't rest too much and get, what do I always say, rest or or keep playing. Like, don't don't get in that restful mindset where we come into the game and, and we rest or rust. That's it. And we're rust, but, you know, stay in the cage, stay warm, stay loose, and let's go defend this crown like I think they will. So kudos to the Atlanta Braves for sweeping the Mets and taking the division after only leading it for eight days. <laughs> kudos to them, man. Um, and we'll have a baseball episode where I'll give you the winners and who I think is going to go on. Obviously, I think the Braves are going to win, but we'll dig more deeper into it. Last but not least, a subject that I would like to hit on real quick is the Angels, man. Like, I feel like over the last 10 years, the Angels, to me, have been the biggest disappointment. Um, they signed Pujols some years back to a great, uh, massive deal. Pujols, up until this season, on his farewell tour, hadn't been what they thought he would be after that 10-year monster deal. You got Mike Trout, who's a top-five player in this league, who some consider maybe the best player in the league still. And you got Shohei Otani, who a lot consider could be the best player. So you got two. Check this out. You got two guys on your team that are considered the best in the game today. And along with Anthony Rendon, who's a pretty good third baseman who's just been hurt the first two years of his contract with them. But to me, the Angels have been the biggest disappointment, man. They have two top five, top three players on your team, and they missed the playoffs for the eighth straight year. Now, granted, I know baseball is more than two people. It takes a great pitching staff, takes great team effort, takes great defense, great hitting situational hitting it takes all of that but when you got two top five players in the game you got to produce man so my question to you guys is is mike trout still one of the greatest ever now rings we don't hold as high in baseball and honestly you can't because barry bonds don't have a ring but a lot of us consider him the greatest right if you consider ken griffey the greatest ken griffey don't have a ring like it just depends it depends on your criteria, but I don't think rings in baseball hold as big as the biggest value as it does in other sports. So, but Mike Trout, is he still one of the greatest ever? He had an unreal season still. Now, the dude hit 40 home runs in under 120 games. I mean, think about that. Judge had 62, Mike Trout had 40, and Mike Trout played probably, what, 50 less games than him? <laughs> Trout could have hit 50 home runs this year. I mean, he's just a phenomenal athlete a phenomenal baseball player who i think is still a top five player um but i do think they need to make some changes to the pitching staff and i personally think mike trout needs to be traded i know that sounds crazy sorry angels fans i think mike trout needs to be traded this guy's in the prime of his career this guy's one of the best players we've ever seen 
and he ain't winning nothing, and he's not having no playoff success. Now, in baseball, to me, to be considered one of the best ever, you still got to have some good playoff success. All the great ones, if they didn't win the World Series, they at least showed up and had great success in the postseason. So Mike Trout just unfortunately has only been able to go to the playoffs once. He hasn't had an opportunity to show what he's made of in the biggest moments on the biggest stage. So Mike Trout, I really believe he should get out. I really do. Now, I don't know if he has a no-trade clause. Well, <laughs> clause. A no-trade clause. I don't know if he has a no-trade clause in his contract or what, but they got Shohei for another year. I think they re-signed him for one year, 30 mil. They got Trout. Maybe they can get Rendon back healthy. Maybe they can make some moves for uh, some pitchers. And maybe next year, coming into next season, they can make some noise. But I just believe right now, um, if you got two players of that caliber, you got to make some noise, man. You got to make some noise. You can't be as pedestrian as they've been. You, you just can't, man. They've been mediocre. They've been sorry, to say the least, the last few years. You, you got to be better. I think they had some bad contracts and some bad managers, so they got to be better. Um, but those are my baseball takes. Again, congrats to Aaron Judge for hitting 62, but Barry Bonds is still the home run king. Congrats to the Atlanta Braves for winning the division, sweeping the Mets. After trailing by 10 and a half games at one point, they came all the way back. I saw a stat that said that that's the third, that's the third, third largest division uh, lead that's been lost and since baseball started. So 10 and a half games, we came all the way back and won the division. Um, so congrats to the Braves. And what do the Angels do from here? Go from here. I just I just think you got Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. You've got to be better than what they've been. So thank you guys for listening to episode number three of the All Things Sports Podcast. Uh, be on the lookout for more episodes. And I hope you guys have a great morning, evening, day, whenever you're listening to this. Peace out.